0: the pff nfl daily today discussing a little bit of free agency because it's off season for most of the league and sam you have an article over at pff.com that's gonna be either out now or coming out soon about some uh, I, I don't know what you got for the title but uh, some older free agents, some guys who are younger than us, but still older than most free <laughs> agents is that some of them are our age. Right. Um, but one of the trickiest things, because our free agent list is over at PFF.com. And one of the most difficult things for us when we're putting free agent lists together is how do you sort out the guys that are 25, 26 heading into their prime versus the older free agents who might only be on a one year, maybe at most a two year deal and putting them in the same ranking list, but realizing, Hey, look, these veterans who have been around for a while, they might be in their thirties. They could still add value, so let's break down some of them and um, some of the names that are going to be out there to help some uh, some needy teams. Yeah, and it's getting more complicated
1: because all these players, you know, the the high end, the how old you can get and still play at a high level seems to be getting older and older. Tom Brady, obviously, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, still at like forty-four. Andrew Whitworth just became the first player in NFL history to play a game, to start a game at left tackle over the age of forty. Um, Jason Peters has been playing really well, not quite up to his, you know, peak, but still playing at a capable starting left tackle level. He's a year behind Whitworth, 39, I think. So like the age at which guys start to decline, at which guys can still play at a really high level, just keeps going on and on. But if you're an NFL team looking to hire these guys in free agency, looking to, uh, offer up these contracts, you can't trust that yet, right? So you're still going to be looking at bringing these guys in for a short-term contract, a relatively low money type of deal, minimize the risk in case they do fall off that cliff. But I think it creates these really great opportunities for value for teams because you know, these guys are going to be getting short-term, probably low market type of deals, but some of them are still great players despite their advancing
0: years. And two of the names that you already listed here are guys that are, you know, that were in the same boat essentially last year. Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, guys who did sign that one-year contract came in and brought a ton of value. Melvin Ingram brought value to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but wasn't exactly a fit. They traded him to the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's been fantastic uh, up front, right? Just the the same thing he's been doing all all his career, winning with his hands and being a, a good run defender who can get after the quarterback. And then Casey Hayward was coming off a down year. Great time to take a flyer on him for one year. And the Las Vegas Raiders got a ton of value out of Hayward, who I don't know if he's just limited to this, you know, old Seattle three scheme that he's been playing in for the majority of the last few years of his career. Maybe he's only limited there, but he's been, you know, fantastic for the majority of his career outside of that 2020 season. Both of those guys hit the market once again next season. Yeah, and he might be
1: now because he's he's as old as he is. He's 32, um, which is... It's not as old as everybody else on this list, but for a cornerback, that's practically geriatric. Um, So, you know, maybe at this point in his career, Casey Hayward is kind of scheme limited to that cover three type of system, but there's a lot of teams still playing that. So he still should have a marketplace given what we saw from him this year. Didn't quite maintain the incredible start to the season, but even over the entire year allowed basically 50% of the passes thrown into his coverage to be caught. Didn't give up a lot in terms of yards per catch. So even when he was giving up receptions, they didn't go for very much. And the passer rating was pretty low. So yeah, there are teams out there that have real issues at cornerback, particularly as a number two spot. I
0: think Casey Hayward was definitely earned a, a gig somewhere. Defensive linemen always, you always have these guys who are big names. They get into their thirties. I I like to envision them just taking a lesser role. It doesn't always happen that way. And Dominick Sue still playing a ton of snaps. I think he'd be better off in a lesser role, but you have guys like Vaughn Miller, Jerry Hughes, Calais Campbell. These guys are going to be hitting free agency. Vaughn Miller still looks good, but the risk here is not only decline, but it's also injuries. Calais Campbell battling injuries. Vaughn has battled over the last couple of years, Uh, but those guys could still play. And I wonder, especially in the Vaughn Miller, uh, Jerry Hughes case, does a team just make them a 500, 600 snap guy that just rushes the passer? Are they still going to be every down players? And with Campbell, He could play all over the defensive line. So there's still value in some of these mid-30s defensive linemen.
1: Yeah, Hughes, I think, could become an interesting sort of situational pass rusher late in his career. He's been basically Buffalo's only pass rush for the majority of his entire career. He still leads the team in pass rush grade and um, in pressures with 48 this year. But he's not quite the force that he once was. But Jerry Hughes, the guy that, you know, even at his best, wasn't a great run defender. And the later he gets into his career, the more his run defense begins to become a problem. He, I think, is a perfect candidate for just scaling it all back and just saying, forget it. Don't even think about the run. We're going to bring you in third downs, obvious pass situations, get after the quarterback. Von Miller's a little bit different because his pass rush grade has declined pretty significantly. Like, he went on a run of five years out of seven with a grade above 90 the last couple of seasons that he's played it's been sort of 75 he still generates a decent amount of pressure but it's not at the rate that it was before but interestingly like his run defense has remained absolutely elite so he's not necessarily a guy that you want to at least convert into a situational pass rusher he's still i think an every down player but you probably have to sort of factor in the fact that he's not going to lead the league in pressures and he's not going to be like the most devastating edge rusher in the nfl anymore just an effective guy who's still an elite run defender
0: we're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. The Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state. You can still get in on the action of the divisional round. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest, and DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Promo code PFF this, uh, for 56 to 1 odds this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer, Restrictions supply slash sportsbook For details, gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Just to put a bow on the Calais-Campbell discussion too, he had four straight years of elite grades, 90 plus grades from 2016 to 19. He's still graded in the green for us between 74 and 80. That's good. That's solid. But he's battled injuries the last couple of years. So I think that's part of like what you said with Vaughn Miller. If you get these big name players, just kind of reset your expectation. Sometimes they they taper off into a good players. Right. And as if they're on the field, a guy like Calais Campbell, who's going to be 35, can still add a ton of value, but maybe not at the elite level that he did a few years ago.
1: Yeah, and Calais Campbell's already kind of done the the resetting expectations thing, the kind of bargain basement type of deal. Like he went, obviously he was a former first-round pick way back in the day, but he was recently traded. I mean, he was traded to the Ravens for a fifth-round pick, right? So he's already been a guy that's dramatically exceeded really low cost to acquire him, and this could be a, a similar type of deal in free agency. Obviously, no draft picks involved, but if his contract is a a cheap deal in free agency he's a massive um he could potentially massively outperform that deal
0: a couple offensive linemen you highlighted uh, Dwayne Brown the tackle for the Seattle Seahawks Ben Jones Tennessee Titans center and then you already mentioned Jason Peters 40 year old tackle Dwayne Brown in particular declining a little bit from his previous standards much like a Calais Campbell but We know how difficult finding starting tackles is in the NFL. I mean, Dwayne Brown's still better than a whole lot of starting left tackles in the NFL, even with uh, his worst season in a lot of years.
1: Well, still better. And also, critically, this is where, you know, Andrew Whitworth and and Jason Peters potentially make Dwayne Brown a little bit of money, right? Because this is like, it, it might be like the Casey Hayward thing. When you get to his age and you have a bad season, it's like, all right, he's done. Pull the plug. We're We're over. Onto the next guy. But as you said, one, the level that he slipped to this year wasn't particularly bad. And two, maybe that isn't the end. Like maybe that was just a relative down year for him. Maybe he had a bad injury or something that he carried all season long. And if he bounces back next year, you go back to having like a a pretty decent left tackle at this point in his career. So he's really interesting. And the, the other thing is, like the ages of all these guys in the article, it's as of opening day you know the the next season so opening day 2022 jason peters is 39 right now but he will join whitworth as the second tackle in the nfl to start a game at left tackle over 40 if he plays into next season and given what he did this year for the bears i think he deserves it like okay when he he got beaten sometimes pretty badly like miles garrett wrecked the dude on a, a couple of occasions but a miles garrett is like a defensive player of the year caliber guy and b um you know jason peters outside of those few plays was pretty damn good so i I think peters again like there's a lot of teams in the nfl for whom peters would be an upgrade at left tackle and that ultimately is the point of these guys
0: and i'm a big fan of getting a Dwayne brown or jason peters and also drafting so if if you are a a real offensive line needy team it's okay to draft your future tackle and hedge a little bit with the one-year deal on you know these older these older tackles who could still play so uh go check out sam's article it's over at pff.com it's off-season time and if your team needs tackles and defensive linemen there are some one-year rentals available it's the pff nfl daily